1: Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for
0: terms and restrictions.
2: Get ready to hear the
0: truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: No, no, no. I don't know how many different ways to say no. President Trump should absolutely, under no circumstances, no N-O circumstances, agree to changes in the debate format now. You don't go into the boxing ring, and then in round number six, when you're kicking the crap out of the other guy, let the other guy change the rules and go, you know what? We're not doing jabs now. We're not doing jabs. We're only doing right crosses and left body shots, because that happens to be my best punch. No. 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 They want to change the debate now after yesterday's show where I told you what? Most listened to show, by the way, overnight ever. President Trump won. The media is telling me lost. But if, they're, if President Trump lost the debate, then why does everybody want to change the rules and cancel the debate? Take this through. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com. Slash Bongino, get that VPN today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, Fine, sir. what are you talking about? No jabs? What do you mean no jabs? Yeah, no oh, jabs. They don't want that. no. But, no, no. But here's the thing: they only want no jabs because the guy who's winning the boxing <laughs> match—that's his best punch. They're like, no, no. We're going to change the rules now. We're going to mute Trump's yeah. mic. No, 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 yes, no. no. jabs. I got yes, jabs. I, yeah. I also <laughs> have a suggestion. I teased on my parlor account. If. In the unlikely event, hopefully, that President Trump loses the election, yeah. I want to give you an idea. I'm going to throw it out there. It's probably going to drive liberals mad. Yeah. We'll probably hear from the lunatics at media don't matter today <laughs> and the others, but that's okay. I'm going to throw this out there. I want everyone to listen, including the liberal lunatics. Um, let me get to my, also, I've had a quick update for you on that health thing. So a okay. uh, lot to get to today. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Job Creators Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we're weeks away from election day. Voting has already started in some states. My wife and I already voted. It's about to start in others. If you live in Ohio, do you know early in-person voting begins 28 days before the election In Arizona it's 27. That's why I need you today to go to KeepAmericaAmerica.com today. They will get you the most trusted, up-to-date voting information. They're the best right now in the business of doing this. It matters. While you're there, please commit to take one person to the polls, just one at a minimum, or help them complete a mail-in ballot or request for one. The 2016 election was decided by thousands of votes, not millions, and 300,000 of you across the country have gone to KeepAmericaAmerica.com. I want to see that number reach 1 million. Please, get out the vote. G-O-T-V. It's all that matters right now. Make this the biggest get out the vote effort in conservative history, one the liberal media can no longer ignore. Do a little, do a lot. Go to KeepAmericaAmerica.com and do your part now to figure out how much you can do. Get out the vote. The vote is all that matters now all the all the other stuff is over no more pregames no more preseason this is the super bowl go to keep today and figure out what you can do all right joe let's go yes sir all right so just a quick update a lot of you asking uh you know you're part of my life you have been for five years plus now uh so i got a call about the the lump in my neck and uh wasn't the best call wasn't the worst call um basically said you know we just don't know yet it's 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 they just don't know. The biopsy they did, the needle biopsy, um, the results were basically not conclusive enough to make a determination, which again, is not bad news, not great news. Um, you want to hear, obviously, it's not you know something really bad. So bottom line is I'm going to have to have a procedure done probably next week, which may impact the recording schedule a little bit. I'll let you know um, in advance. Uh, I just found out today, honestly, just before the show. It's been a lot to process, but enough about me. A lot of stuff going on, so let's bypass on that till I have more information. Let's get right to the substantive material of the day. So, um, President Trump, as I told you yesterday in one of our most, I think, most listened to show combined ever on uh, Rumble, audio everywhere, I covered yesterday the reasons I laid out why Trump won the debate. Listen, I get it, liberals. I think what that lunatic... Uh, Seth Myers was like uh, poking fun at me last night. I'm sorry, Seth Myers, a moron, didn't know anything about politics, but (laughs) these are the same morons who told you in 2016. Remember, Joe? Hillary Clinton smoked out Donald Trump in a debate and promptly lost in an electoral college landslide. Hillary Clinton would have won the election if she was running to be governor of New York and California. She wasn't. She was running to be president of the United States and got destroyed because of people like Seth Myers. these other goofballs who can't read the tea leaves. What's going to happen in the election? I don't know. Things could change in a few weeks. I'm simply telling you, if you came away from that debate thinking Biden won that, you're deranged. Was it a rout by Donald Trump? No. Was it a win? A hundred percent. It was a win by Trump. And then yesterday, I explained why. The most damaging political narratives that hurt you politically are ones that change your idea of who the candidate is. Nothing changed about who you thought Donald Trump was in the debate, did it? Was anybody confused that Donald Trump is a bombastic guy who's got a lot of bravado and machismo? Anyone? Did anyone go into that like, oh my gosh, Donald Trump is usually so understated and quiet? I'll give you a second, Joe. Did you, is that, anybody think that? Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for a hand to get raised anywhere in the audience that isn't there. No. I don't see any fictional uh, hands where Uh -uh. nobody thought that. No. But before the debate, leftists like the AOC crowd, and the Bernie Sanders crowd did go in there thinking Joe Biden was going to be with them on the Green New Deal, massive tax hikes, government run health care and elsewhere. Because behind the scenes, that's what he's telling people to get the leftists on board, which are an increasingly large portion of the Democrat Party. Well, that's not what Joe Biden did. Donald Trump smoked him out and got him to, re- re- to uh, repudiate all that stuff. That's a big problem for Joey B. Plus, as I told you, he lost his temper, but he's supposed to be the calm, cool, collected guy. Not so much. You clown. You racist. Shut up, man. So because Trump won the debate, I think handily and caused a lot of political damage to Biden. Now everybody wants to change the rules. What is the doggy doing there? She's looking, there's like, there's a dead ant on my floor. This thing is obsessed with my poor De Lucy down there. She is. She will not leave this ant alone. It's. I, I mean, you may say, why are you clean? Because I just killed it a minute ago. I had a rest of the show. So now, of course, getting back to this, the media wants to change the debate rules to make sure their guy, the media's guy, Joe Biden, wins. So see the story in the Washington Examiner. It's in the show notes today. If you want to access my notes to the show, uh, the newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe, it's free. I'll send you these articles every day. Washington Examiner, future presidential debate moderator shares a tweet asking if Trump will submit to new debate rules. Anthony Leonardi, Washington Examiner. Did I, was I clear on my answer, Joe, before the show and the intro? What would be the answer to that for uh, President Trump? A no. no. A big no. Yeah. A huge no in all caps no. A no with exclamation points. A no written in Spanish with exclamation points upside down and right side up. If you know anything about writing in Spanish, you know what I'm talking about. A niet, Joe, your speaks a little Russian, Isn't that in Russia? I don't know what's no in every language out there. No, nothing. Not no. We not not. We're not going to acquiesce to your bullying tactics because your candidate sucks, Joe Biden, and blew it in the debate. They want to be able. Let me just be clear on this. They want to be able to mute the president of the United States' microphone. CBS. What? CBS. What? Imagine. Imagine. That, no. 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 Huh? Imagine this. Yeah. No. I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. This is not a Babylon B segment. I have one of those later. But this isn't it. Imagine going to court and in the jury are 12 of your worst enemies. Mm -hmm. Don't ask how they got there, but they're 12 of your worst enemies. They hate your guts. We've all got them, sadly. Mm -hmm. 12 of your worst enemies. You're in the jury box. And as you're getting ready to defend yourself with your lawyer, they're like, judge, mute button time. We don't like this guy. No chance in Hades you would agree to that. Why would Donald Trump let CBS, of all people, mute his microphone the answer is no no way not a chance okay so what do we do i actually have to end here hell no i'm saying haiti but you get the point here's my suggestion if team trump is listening if they go through with that and change any of the rules Immediately pull out of these debates. Uh, I know, I I know, I know many of you, I get it. I already hear the rumbling. I hear the bustling.
3: <laughs> yeah, I do too.
1: Well, oh, Dan, is Tr- President Trump's going to look like a coward. Uh, no, ladies and gentlemen, President Trump is going to look like a loser in the debate if his worst enemies, CBS and the media, get to mute his microphone as he's actually trying to defend himself. Now, I think everything through. I don't say things on my show for effect or emotion, although I am an emotional guy. Everything I say, I think through, obviously. Don't let the halo effect take over. Don't let my square jaw (laughs) and generally mean-looking face um, distract you from, I think, a lot of this and all of this through, you know? (laughs) My pitbull-like face confuses people. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not simply an issue of President Trump and the debates and what he looks like or doesn't. You think the networks which stand to make a fortune off this kind of stuff, pre-game coverage, post-game coverage, do you have any idea? Listen, I'm in the entertainment, uh, political news business, commentary business. I know what it is. There are ad rates, CPMs, cost per mil where these people pay a lot of money. You think all these networks are going to give up all that money? If Donald Trump threatened to pull out of the debate, I think CBS and everyone would back down immediately, and he should. But you don't want to pull out and look like a coward. So, what do you do? Paula, let me know what you think of my plan. Joe, too. I need some bad. I haven't told him about this. I told Paula about my second idea, but not this one. You propose a legitimate town hall. You invite some Republicans and some Democrats and you just do it yourself and you pick a moderator you actually trust. No problem. Invite some Democrats and we'll take questions from Democrats. Trump takes questions from Democrats every day. The media, what's the difference? <laughs> Trump takes questions from hardcore Democrats every day. Get some steel workers, some oil workers, some union folks, some school teachers, take questions from them. Do a crowd, 50, 50 Democrats, Republicans, do your own town hall. Get an actual moderator that's not a Democrat, like someone at CBS. I don't know, I'm about to moderate there. I don't know their politics. I'm just telling you, letting CBS run the debate, make the rules, hard no. Pull out immediately, if they do that, set up your own town hall, put it on Fox or whatever. I'm not, I don't speak for Fox with this, to be crystal clear put it on Fox somewhere else and watch the ratings go through the roof while Joe Biden tries to give a speech in front of six people in a backyard somewhere on counter programming. What do you think of my idea? You like it, Joe? What do you think? I think it could work. Yeah, very well. It could work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just be clear. I don't want that. No, I'd rather a debate. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying a debate where CBS is muting the president's microphone. no, We'll do our own debate. Here's idea number two. Get ready. This one's going to rankle some folks. That may be understating it dramatically, but that's okay. The president loses. I think that's unlikely, but obviously there's a chance. President Trump loses. (laughs) Should we say this? We're going to cause a lot of trouble, aren't we? Yeah, we are. I'm going to say it anyway. It's okay. This is my best advice to them. Because you're dealing with a stack deck. You're dealing with the intelligence community and people in it who hate his guts. You're dealing with people at the top of law enforcement, like the worst, second worst director in FBI history, Christopher Wray, sabotaging the president's campaign efforts at every opportunity. White supremacists are the biggest threat to the country right now. Really? They're burning down Minneapolis and New York City? I might have missed that. Antifa, it's an ideology. Nothing. Really? That's, it's funny because I actually have a New York Times article saying the exact opposite. Christopher Wray, who is the worst FBI director in history, he's got everything allied against him. He could lose. I hope he doesn't. If he loses, the day he's declared the loser of the election, he should declare he's running again in 2024, day after. My gosh, Dan, can't say that. It would look like in... Unpeaceful transition. There's I mean, nothing not peaceful about it. Peacefully leave office. You have to. That's what we do. What? Declare the day you're declared the loser, if it happens, unlikely, but could happen, declare you're running again in 2024 and run every single day. Ready oh my gosh, one. we've nah. never had that. It would disrupt the Biden presidency. Oh, you mean like they disrupted the Trump oh. presidency? With the Spygate fiasco, the impeachment fiasco, the various investigations into Donald Trump's family despite no evidence of criminality. You mean uh, the uh, attorney general in New York looking into tax records despite the fact that he's been under audit for a while? Nobody else has found it, but he has. You mean all the Trump people put in jail for process crimes while Hillary's team gets away with actual crimes? You mean that? Oh, and we're supposed to feel bad. We're supposed to feel bad. I'm not kidding. If he loses, declare the next day You were running for president in 2024 and campaign every single day from that point on. Oh, my gosh, this would be unprecedented in America. Unprecedented. You mean like calling the president of the United States a Russian traitor and fabricating a collusion hoax, which the sitting president at the time, Barack Obama, was in on? You mean like that? You mean like an FBI director testifying on Capitol Hill yesterday? Oh, I've got that yesterday. Who ran the largest, most impactful investigation into a president and a presidential candidate in American history and yet can't remember any details unless he's writing a book. Then he remembers the details. You mean unprecedented like that? Tell me again why we're supposed to feel bad for these people. You want to make Trump an illegitimate president for four years? Well, let's do our best then to make sure President Trump gets back in the mix right after he loses. Again, just to be clear, I'm not suggesting an unpeaceful transition at all. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Hand over the keys to the White House. Do your thing. Don't do what the Democrats did to George W. Bush. Uh, 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 you know, when uh, when Clinton left, you know, tore up the White House. Don't do any of that stuff. Wait, take the furniture into China. No, no, no. Don't do that. That's just that's just no, that's no class and dignity in that. Turn over the keys. Attend the inauguration. Mr. President Biden, have a nice day. Day later, start campaigning again. I love that idea. And I think he should strongly take that into account. The liberals would go wild because they'd say, wait, wait, we're only allowed to do that stuff. You know, fake impeachments and investigations and weaponized government spying and all that. That's that's our thing. You're not allowed to run for president right away. And keep in mind, I'm not talking about breaking any laws like they did. I'm talking about just announcing like any free citizen, you're running for president. Let's hope it's not necessary and we win. But I think the president should strongly, strongly take that into account. I know a lot of you in the audience are nodding right now. Some of you are saying, Dan, we should be the bigger people and let Biden have his presidency. (laughs) Sorry you feel that way. We're in a war right now with these people. I'm not kidding. Don't ever forget one axiomatic truth of politics. Conservatives think liberals are people with really bad ideas. The radical left thinks conservatives are really bad people with ideas. Don't ever forget that. All right, I'm going to have my second sponsor, and then I want to um, move on to Jim Comey yesterday, who has now cemented himself... As the worst director in the history of the FBI, quite possibly the worst director or head honcho of any law enforcement entity at any time, anywhere in the United States. What an embarrassment. I got a lot on that. Um, Today's show also brought to you by our friends at RushTaxResolution.com. If you're getting scary notices from the IRS, like a threat of bank levies or wage garnishment, you're crazy to try to deal with the IRS in your own. You'll get wrecked. Call the pros, my friend. Sean Hannity's been raving about for years. Rush tax resolution. They are A-plus rated on the Better Business Bureau with an incredible zero complaint history. Come on, that's pretty impressive, right? And they're the only company I recommend. End your tax problems for good. Like one client, let's call him Gary. Gary owed $58,000. Rush tax settled with the IRS for $100 total. Call now to find out upfront for free what kind of relief you qualify for. Do not deal with the IRS on your own. And now through October 31st, 2020, mention my name, Dan. And if you become a client, they'll send you a signed by me copy of my newest mind blower, Follow the Money. Call 800-217-3715, 800-217-3715, or RushTaxResolution.com slash Dan. That's RushTaxResolution.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Do not deal with the IRS on your own. Welcome to the show, RushTaxResolution.com slash Dan. Okay, getting back to the, again, not only worst director in FBI history, that's now confirmed. I mean, it's not even a close second, really. They're not even a silver medalist, Joe. There's just a gold medal, (laughs) and the medal stand has been nuked. Like, it's only you, Jim. It's only you, sitting on the medal stand all by yourself. They they took a a sledgehammer to the bronze and the silver position. It's just you, buddy. Maybe in the history of the United States. So Jim Comey, disgraced FBI director, goes up to Capitol Hill yesterday to answer questions about the revelations we discussed on yesterday's show that we now know Hillary Clinton invented the collusion hoax. Donald Trump's colluding with the Russians. That was a Hillary Clinton fabrication and her team. We now know Jim Comey's FBI knew about that, that Hillary made up the whole thing. We now know the Russians knew about that too. And we now know Jim Comey not only did nothing about Hillary using Russian disinformation to create a collusion hoax, but actually invest and, uh, had Donald Trump investigated for the hoax he knew Hillary Clinton invented. Does that sum this thing up? Yeah. So they get Jim Comey, disgraced fraud liar, up to Capitol Hill. This guy's about seven feet tall of garbage. He really is. You ever see him in person? Garbage doesn't usually stack that high. In Jim Comey's case, it absolutely does. <laughs> So Just the News, John Solomon's terrific website, by the way, which has a great video account on Rumble too. I just want to throw that in there. Just the News has a great piece about this, and I've got some video for you, which is pretty damning to say the least. John Solomon, James Comey's no clue routine on the Russia probe exposes an FBI in distress. (laughs) Gee, you think? So I just told you Comey knew Hillary made up the collusion hoax. Knew the Russians knew about it. Knew the Russians were using disinformation because Hillary's looking for fake information on Trump and Russia. And Comey decides, yes, let's investigate Donald Trump. But when asked about this yesterday, John Solomon covers this in his piece. Jim Comey, unbelievably, Joe, who wrote a book on this, wrote a book on this, doesn't, it seems to have retro and antero grade amnesia. Stunning how that works. Hmm. From John Solomon's piece, be in the show notes today. Here's Comey, quote, That doesn't ring any bells with me. (laughs) Not a lot rings a bell with you, Jim. Seven feet tall, high stack of human garbage. Comey answered when Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham asked him about a September 2016 referral to the FBI, alleging Hillary and her campaign may have concocted the whole Russia collusion case against Trump to hide her own vulnerabilities. Amazing how, again, the... Amnesia kicks in with Jim Comey, who wrote a book on this and was happy to do any interview you can to promote his book, a book full of Comey nonsense. He remembers every detail then. But now that we find out that the intelligence community in the United States sent an actual referral, we have our hands on to the FBI saying, hey, Jim, big problem. Hillary's inventing this collusion hoax and the Russians know about it, which is basically an invite to the Russians to give Hillary fake information. Reminds me of that Giphy. You know the guy in the Giphy who taps on his head? Those of you who are on social media know what I'm talking about. That's the Giphy. I need that guy in the Giphy. But instead, Jim Comey decided to investigate Trump because he's a lunatic. Hat tip M2 Madness on on, uh, Twitter where I found this video. Here is Jim Comey being asked about the referral where the intel community is like, Hey, Jim, big problem. Hillary's looking for information on Trump and Russia to make up this collusion hoax and the Russians know about it. That's a problem. Here's Comey's answer. And if you're watching on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino to see on video, you'll see below it. This M2 man was kind enough to put in the referral at the bottom there where it says clearly that on September 7, 2016. A referral was sent to Jim Comey while he's denying knowing anything about it. Watch this video.
2: Did you have a duty to look at the any allegations regarding Clinton and Russia? I, I
0: don't know what you mean.
2: Well, you say you had a duty to look at allegations about the Trump campaign being involved with the Russians. You've got a letter now from Radcliffe saying that there was a they intercepted information about an effort in July where Hillary Clinton approved a cam, uh, an effort to link Trump to Russia, the mob. Did you have an investigation
1: to look and see if whether that was true?
0: I can't answer that. I've read Mr. Ratcliffe's letter, which, frankly, I have trouble understanding.
1: I I can't take this guy. I cannot take this epic fraud of a human being. This man is a disgrace to humankind, not just to law enforcement. Dan, you're being hard. No, no, I'm being nice. Believe me, the New York Queens kid in me would come out. We'd be thrown off terrestrial radio if I told you how I really feel about this human garbage pile. He doesn't know, just to be clear, folks, can put yourself in his shoes for a minute. You're all very smart, a lot smarter than this dunce. You're the FBI director. On September 7th of 2016, right before the 2016 presidential election, the intel community sends you, the FBI director, a personal memo that one of the candidates is trying to concoct a collusion scheme with an enemy of the United States and that enemy knows about it and he has no recollection of it at all. None. Now, some of you may remember some, uh, to show you how sleazy this human garbage pile is, remember a little while ago on my show when I addressed Jim Comey's refusal to get cleared, security cleared? I don't get it, Dan. Why would would the Trump administration or anyone want to give Comey back a security clearance? Well, he needs to have his security clearance back to be able to look at these memos like the one addressed to him on September 7th, 2016, which discusses Hillary's plot to invent the collusion hoax. But instead of Comey saying, yeah, clear me back in, I'd like to take a look at it, refresh my memory and clear things up, Comey refused because he's a garbage pile. So now when he says, hey, I don't remember anything. Nobody can come back to him like Lindsey Graham or someone. That's interesting, Mr. Director, because we showed you the memo just an hour ago. You know, you still don't remember? You see what's going on? I warned you about this months ago. It's a benefit of being tuned into the show. Many of you are shaking your heads. How hmm. Comey's lawyers and them got together and said, no, no, don't clear us back in. Why? Because we don't want to clear it up. And we don't want you to show us classified documents because we don't want to tell you what really happened because I'm going to go and testify in front of Congress and potentially in a criminal trial later on. I just don't know. Jim Comey, turns out, doesn't air quotes here, dreaded air quotes, doesn't know about a lot of things. He also doesn't know, apparently, about the interview in January of 2017. Right after the election, but before the inauguration. Where they started sniffing around, well, the interview happened in that time, but I shouldn't say, but i want to be precise on the timeline. January of 2017, they interview Christopher Steele's source for the dossier, the PSS, what we call the primary subsource, where Steele says, I got all my information. You know, the PP dossier stuff. I know Comey knew about that briefing. I knew that a while ago. I told you about that. I even know one of the people's names who was in there in the briefing who informed Comey. Let's go back to John Solomon's piece from Just the News where they're like, hey, Jim, you signed off on three more warrants based on this dossier to spy on Donald Trump, yet the source used in the dossier said all this stuff is garbage. Quote, John Solomon. Similarly, Comey testified he either did not remember, oh, shocker, or was not told there were serious problems with the Christopher Steele dossier, that the dossier contained Russian information, and that Steele's primary subsource had disputed information in the explosive document, or that the primary subsource had previously been judged to be a possible Russian asset between 2009 and 2011. Comey doesn't know anything about that, folks. Sure. So just to be clear, he doesn't know anything about the memo telling him, hey, this collusion thing is a hoax Hillary invented. He doesn't know anything about that. But he writes a book. He writes a book. He doesn't know anything about Christopher Steele's sources saying, hey, this Steele dossier you guys are using to spy on Trump and his campaign? Yeah, yeah, it's all fake. He doesn't know anything about that interview of Steele's sources either. So there are two scenarios here. I know, Joe, you're probably figuring them out. One, Jim Comey is the single dumbest human being to ever sit in the FBI director's office in the J. Edgar Hoover building. Yeah, yeah. Or Jim Comey is a sociopathic person pathological liar. Yeah. I'll let you decide. What? Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Jeez. There's no option C here. <laughs> right. There's no none or all all of the well, maybe in all of the above. There's certainly not a none of the above. Here is Mike Lee, my friend from Utah, Republican senator, who's had about enough of Jim Comey. Mike, believe me when I tell you too, Senator Lee is a um about as sober and restrained a human being. I know him personally, he's a good man. May not like everything he's done, that's fine. I'm telling you from my experience, he's a decent human being, and I will stand by that till the end of time. He's done things for me behind the scenes. Again, we don't always agree on everything, but he's a good man. Mike Lee is, uh, I would say, airs towards a conservatarian, libertarian conservative, and doesn't like the idea of the FISA court at all. So the fact that Comey used the FISA court to spy on President Trump really has Mike Lee, again, a very sober, down-to-earth, I've never seen him riled up for anything, has him a little upset. I want you to listen to him shred dopey Jim Comey on Jim Comey's selective
3: memory. Check this out. Mr. Comey, with all due respect, you don't seem to know anything about an investigation that you ran so so how can you now as a private citizen and former FBI director show up and then speculate freely or regarding any alleged ties between President Putin and President Trump? I heard you say just a moment ago. Now, I hope I misunderstood you. Please correct me if I did. I think I heard you say that you speculate, still speculate they might have something on President Trump because of how President Trump refers or doesn't refer to President Putin in public. This, of course, uh, takes into account nothing about the fact that sources you've relied on in the past have turned out not to be accurate. You didn't identify the inaccuracies subsequently to the FISA court. It acknowledges nothing about the fact that there are perfectly reasonable explanations as to why one leader would refer to a foreign leader in a certain tone. Or the fact that this is the same tone that he uses in referring to other world leaders, particularly those world leaders in parts of the country where we've had some issues. So so honestly, how can you as a private citizen now come to us and in your capacity as former FBI director and speculate so freely regarding these alleged ties when you don't seem to know anything about this investigation that you ran? Ah, uh. Uh, does somebody have a
1: band-aid for Wait, hold on.
3: <laughs>
1: no, alcohol pad. Here you go. B- BD, alcohol swabs. But Someone might want to put some salve on that. Alcohol swab first. Swab, maybe a little, what, neosporin or something on that. So, Jim, just to be clear, dopey Jim Comey, you don't know anything about anything involved in the investigation of substance. You don't want to be reminded, so you don't want your security clearance about what you did. But then you go out and write a book and go on TV and imply that Donald Trump is a Russian agent, although you remember nothing about the investigation into Donald Trump allegedly being a Russian agent that turned out that he wasn't a Russian agent. I'm just I'm just trying to get get my arms around that under a pummeling style underhooks, Go for the underhooks. Right, I'm just trying to get my arms around that. Good for Mike Lee shredding this complete imbecile in front of the country. You know nothing about nothing about your own investigation, but now you're here to give us your opinion on an investigation you know nothing about. Just to be clear, Jim. Th- come on, that's a double. At least a double. <laughs> Do the right thing there. You got to step up with that. That's a definite <laughs> right. double, Mutley. Minimum. We haven't had a Mutley. That's good. I like Mutley. It's, we need one Mutley a week. That's a double Mutley minimum. Okay, like I said, we've only had like one or two, four oh, Mutleys, yeah. a few threes. A double, though, that's very good. Very, still good. All right, I'm going to, I got more, one more thing on Comey. I got the great Tom L Elliott over at Grabian, who we love, had put together for us a super cut of Comey not knowing anything about anything, but then speculating when it comes to bashing Trump. Uh, I'm going to get to that in a second. Let me get to my third sponsor. I always appreciate your patience. These are great companies. that like to be here and talk to you. Is that, that's the empanadas in the air? Did you just sneak that in there? So we use this thing. We love it. Uh, we got it in the mail. It's become our new go-to. I love uh, you know my um my I don't know if you know this but I love chicken nuggets. <laughs> I know it's you would think like <laughs> hey my show does good Dan Bongino show makes a decent amount of dough right you know he p- clearly eats like foie gras no I don't eat any fancy stuff I eat basically turkey sandwiches and chicken nuggets all day uh, because I love them and my wife's incredible empanadas and that's why we use uh, this power air fryer there they are they're the empanadas those are actually made in this mm-hmm. product here what is it. Yeah. You need to use a bunch of different kitchen appliances, a toaster, air fryer, a grill, a deep fryer, et cetera. That's why I'm really stoked about our new partner. They have excited, but I'm not excited. I'm stoked. I love this thing. We use it every day. The Power XL air fryer grill. You can replace eight kitchen appliances with the Power XL. It's an air fryer. That's what I use for the, my the nuggets. I love nuggets. A grill, rotisserie, convection oven, pizza oven. We've used that. Griddle, deep fryer, and toaster oven all in one. The Power XL cooks with hot air, not oil. So, you can cook healthier, which does matter to me, with up to 70% fewer calories from fat. The food comes out fantastic. You cook for the whole family. It fits over four times more food than a traditional air fryer and cooks much faster. Saves me a bunch of time. I'm always in a time crunch. You can even char, grill, and air fry at the same time. Enjoy fried foods without the guilt that comes with it. It also comes with a ton of accessories like a nonstick grill plate, crisper tray, baking pan, dip tray, and oven rack. They're all dishwasher safe, so cleanup's super easy. It's almost like they sat down thought about all the problems with cooking appliances and decided to solve them. That's why it's the number one brand of air fryers in the U.S. We love it. We love it. We got it before I knew they were a sponsor. True story. And Paula thought I ordered it. So I, yeah, we're cooking with this thing. And then I found out, oh, they want to be a sponsor. I'm like, this is great because I used it without even knowing when they were a sponsor. And I love it. True story. The Power XL air fryer comes with a 90-day money-back guarantee. Right now they have an exclusive offer just for Dan Bongino Show listeners. If you go to try PowerXL.com, and use promo code Bongino. We load promo codes. You'll get 10% off plus free shipping and a free cookbook. So head over to TryPowerXL.com. Use the special promo code Bongino. One last time for this incredibly affordable deal, you ought to go to TryPowerXL.com. Use promo code Bongino. This product is really awesome. You're going to love it. All right. Love that product. So getting back just quickly to Comey, one final piece of video. Again, hat tip, Tom Elliott over at Grabian. Uh, here is a one-minute montage of uh dopey Jim, seven feet tall pile of human garbage, who seems to think the president's a Russian traitor, despite not knowing anything about his own investigation, proving the opposite, uh, telling everyone he doesn't know nothing about nothing. Is that a Sergeant Schultz thing, Joe? Nothing ever.
3: <laughs> he
1: know nothing. don't know nothing. <laughs> nothing. Check this out.
2: Did Mr. Page deny knowing people that you accused him of having contact with?
0: I don't remember. That's about all I recall. I don't remember. That. I don't remember learning anything additional about Steele's sources. Not that I recall, no. I don't remember Bruce or ever giving okay. me okay. I don't recall that. So do
2: you recall? I do not. Do you recall? I do
0: not. I don't remember any discussion. I don't remember using that word, but I don't remember using that word. I don't remember ever being informed. I don't recall being informed of that. Did you ask any questions or do any due diligence on this at all? I don't remember anything about the, the facts that have been revealed recently about the subsource. I don't remember the exact words, but something similar. You, that doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't, ring, that a doesn't bell. ring bells with me. Okay. Well,
2: that's a pretty stunning thing. It didn't ring a bell. Which I'm sure you remember. I don't
0: remember the exact words. I don't remember the, whether I knew the Democratic Party. I, I don't know for sure. I, I don't know. I don't think I knew before. I remember reading the footnote. I don't know whether I asked, I don't know what that refers to. As I said earlier, that does not ring any bells with me when I read that. I don't remember it. I don't, uh, I don't remember receiving anything that's described in that letter.
2: You know, uh, Mr. Comey, I call that selective memory.
1: (laughs) Again, can we go back to our multiple choice options? Either Jim Comey is the single dumbest human being to ever take his rump and plant it in the FBI director's chair or he is a sociopathic, pathological liar of the highest order, or C, all of the above. (laughs) (laughs) C. I mean, is this for real? So just to be clear, the president of the United States was framed for the most dastardly of crimes, being a Russian agent, a full colonoscopy of the president, his entire campaign reveals nothing. We now find out, on record, Hillary made it up, notified the FBI director, and the guy gets a pass because he just doesn't know. He just doesn't know anything. I mean, this man is, you understand, a stain on humankind. He's not a stain on the country. He's a stain on humankind. He is one of the worst human beings I have ever seen in my life no dignity no courage no honor no code I'm not kidding about the code by the way I'm a guy I can only speak for myself being we have this like guy code thing and it's things you just don't do you know what you don't do you don't do Jim Comey ever remember that Nike had Bo knows this should be a new one Comey doesn't know anything ever disgusting Well, Jim, how about we read you in so we can remind you of all your mistakes? No, no, I don't want to be reminded. All right, moving on. Hey, what I like to do here on the show, it's going to be my um, little bit more debate slash election coverage, is I really don't like lies and fake narratives, and I don't like repeating them, you know, like the collusion hoax and stuff. So what I do is I like to turn around those narratives and point out how when the Democrats are accusing you of something, they're typically doing it themselves. So the Democrats are now accusing President Trump, of course, during the debate of refusing to disavow white supremacists, a fake, totally fake lie, made up, read the transcript. It's just false, fake, invented uh, human garbage pile stuff. So the hat tip Reagan battalion on social media. Reagan battalion put together this montage. And I want to contrast this with why now. Excuse me. Why the Democrats are accusing President Trump of being involved with uh, or or not refusing, uh, refusing to refute white supremacy. It's because Joe Biden actually has a problem with actual white supremacists. We'll get to next. So now what we're going to do is we're going to take this narrative, folks. You know how we like to do this, right? Remember the wazoo? We don't know where the wazoo is, but we can guess. Uh I have an idea with him. Uh We're going to take their narrative and ram it right up their wazoo. You want to talk about white supremacists? Okay, let's have that conversation. But first, let's have the conversation about what has Trump done to fully condemn white supremacists? Well, let's go to the videotape and just check what he's done. Hat tip Reagan battalion. Play this cut. Reject David Duke. Rejected David Duke. Uh, I've rejected the uh, KKK the...
3: do you want white supremacists to vote for you no I don't at all not at all
1: racism is evil and those who cause violence in its name you are had criminals people. and, and I'm not
3: talking about the neo-nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned
1: against hatred bigotry and violence and strongly condemned lies, The neo- must condemn racism bigotry and white sub- Any group of hate, I don't like it. Any group of hate, I am, whether it's. What? Uh, the Klu Klux Klan, I totally disavow David Duke. But let's ask him, John, but let's ask him for a 57,000th time, 57,672.6. Let's ask him again. To condemn what he's condemned. Why are you doing this? Because you're media people and you just can't get enough with these phony efforts to tar Trump with the racist label despite no evidence of any even it's true like the collusion hoax. But why are people... It's wazoo time. Wazoo. Let's take that white supremacist question. This is, by the way, a wink and a nod to conservative media. We really should be asking that question of Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a really big problem with white supremacy. Oh, my gosh, you can't say that. I don't have to say it. It's true. Joe Biden has spoke highly of exalted Cyclops man in the KKK. I didn't even know that was a thing. But Hogan Gidley, one of President Trump's excellent communication, folks, went on CNN yesterday and finally started taking these people to the woods. You know, CNN, part of the Biden campaign and John Berman, who's absolutely hapless, pretends to be a news guy, but can't even get out of his own way. Hogan Gidley finally started taking this question to them. We're not going to answer the white supremacist question anymore. It's obvious. They're morons. Everybody hates them. Trump has refuted them a thousand times, six different ways from Sunday. You're only asking it to create a fake controversy about a question you already know the answer to. Let's start asking the question of Joe Biden. Watch, this this is just... This is fantastic. Hogan Gidley. CNN yesterday.
2: Do you have any idea, John, what an exalted Cyclops of the KKK is? Because Joe Biden sure does. He spoke at a funeral for one and praised him profusely. Any idea who George Wallace is? Joe Biden sure does. Yep. He thanks so, the person so, so who so gave listen. him the award so for listen, George Hogan. Wallace's so name. Listen, any Hogan. idea what a racial so, jungle is? So listen, it's what Hogan. Joe Biden doesn't I, you know, want his kids Hogan, to grow up Hogan, Hogan, in. Hogan. Joe Biden's record Hogan. on race is Hogan. absolutely disgusting. Joe Biden. Donald Trump Joe Biden was opening up his properties to african Biden and jewish people while uh, you were still in local television biden, news john you know one the thing Hogan, is this one president thing, Hogan, has a record of respect Hogan, and Hogan, understanding Hogan, these groups Hogan, like nobody Hogan, else i'm Hogan, sorry i'm not going to sit here Hogan, and let you call the president joe biden of the united states his own record. he is joe the biden only one he is joe biden can defend yes, his own record he can defend his own relationships and he which cnn refuses to report
1: we have a remember this one joe oh there's a flag holding It's holding 15 yards 15, I'll get a million emails. 15 yards, Biden campaign. Good, finally. Finally. You want to ask this question again of Trump for the umpteenth thousandth time? Here's the answer. How do you feel about white supremacists, Mr. Trump? They suck, like I've told you a thousand times. Have you asked that question of Biden who spoke at an exalted Cyclops' funeral? Is it Cyclopsies? I don't even know. What's the plural of that? Uh, For a Ku Klux Klan member? Have you asked Joe about that? Folks, ladies and gentlemen, go to the Internet. Search that. Joe Biden, Robert Byrd's funeral, exalted Cyclops. Is that not a fair question? I'm I'm reasonably confident that if you're an exalted Cyclops, I didn't even know it was a title, by the way, in the Ku Klux Klan. What what kind of like structure do they have? You're a Cyclops and an exalted Cyclops? Like he spoke at an exalted Cyclops' funeral. I'm reasonably confident if you're in the Ku Klux Klan, you're probably a loser. You're probably a zero. Everybody probably hates you, the same people. And you probably shouldn't have Joe Biden speaking at your funeral. And I, I'm gonna venture to say, Joe. I'm reasonably confident this is true. That if you're an exalted cyclops in the Ku Klux Klan, you're probably a white supremacist too. Yeah, I'm just throwing that uh, out
3: there. No,
1: you're right. Yeah, you're right. Good guy yeah, uh, yeah, Joe confirms. Uh-huh. We're, we're good on that. But don't ask Joe Biden about that. John Berman Hogan 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 Hogan. Hope John Berman's terrified. Oh my gosh, Hogan Gidley's telling the truth on yeah. CNN. Wazoo time. Come on, man. Take their BS narratives right up to wazoo. Wazoo. That's how you beat them at this game. Exactly what Hogan Gidley did yesterday. White America, Black America, Hispanic America, Asian America, Muslim America, Jewish America. Look that up. Joe Biden's. Joe Biden's words about an exalted Cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan. That's oh, yeah. a conspiracy theory. Really? Use the internet. Figure out how much of a conspiracy theory that really is. All right, I got another sponsor, and I still got a couple more things together, including yesterday' little follow up to yesterday's show, and and the officially the worst fact check in the history of fact checks ever. This one, you may be like, no way. We've already had some bad ones, like when we quoted Nancy Pelosi literally with quotations, and they fact checked the quote she said. This is even worse. Today's uh, final sponsor, are good friends at uh, Patriot Mobile. Leftist corporations like Verizon have empowered radicals to tear our country apart by funding their efforts, most recently sending 10 million Al Sharpton and others. Started with impeachment, then exploiting the pandemic, followed by violent riots. And now they're threatening violence over filling the vacant seat on the Supreme Court. Ridiculous. Patriot Mobile shares your values and won't send your hard earned money to aid in the destruction of America or fund Planned Parenthood. Get the same nationwide service and support a company that loves America, shares your values, and supports our police. Switching's super easy. Keep your phone number. Bring your own phone or buy a new one. And now they have their best offer yet. Get a free month of service or a free phone plus free activation with the offer code Dan. How do you do it? You go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more. So please make the switch today. Don't wait. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan, patriotmobile.com slash Dan, or call 972-PATRIOT today. All right. So uh, you, you know uh, my thing about you know fact checks, right? Liberal Fact checks become a joke, sadly. If it's not done by a conservative site, you can disregard it. It's really an opinion piece. Call the fact check to make you believe they're actually checking something that's a fact. It's a fact. They're just not checking it. They're writing their opinion on it. We've had bad experiences with this on a fake book and elsewhere. But this goes down as the absolute worst fact check in the history of the cosmos, not just in the United States. So we all know, obviously, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed, passed, uh, was it uh, Friday? Was it a week ago? Uh, But she passed and they're now looking at filling the seat. You still have uh, some remembrance ceremonies going on. So National Review has this article up. I mean, we all know Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed, right? It's not, does anybody not know that at this point? I mean, you don't have to like even consume the news; it's been everywhere. So National Review has this piece. It'll be—you got to read this in the show notes. Dan McLaughlin, the stupidest fact check in the history of fact checking. And seriously, I think Dan's being nice. He may be understating how stupid this is. So the Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee, which is a satire site like The Onion, the Babylon Bee ran a headline. Here's the headline. The the Ninth Circuit Court overturns death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, September 21st, 2020. I'm not making light of it. It's obviously satire. You know, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, the nutty ninth, which overturns everything all the time as long as it's not liberal. It's a satire headline. The Ninth Circuit Court did not overturn the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Somebody actually fact-checked this headline. This is not a joke. They actually fact-checked. This is real. From the National Review piece, I'm not kidding, by Dan McLaughlin. A week later, USA Today found it necessary for some reason to publish a fact-check of this headline. By fact checker Chelsea Cox, who should really leave public life tomorrow after this, entitled Fact Check, satirical claim that the Ninth Circuit overturned Ginsburg's death. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who died of metastatic pancreatic cancer September 18th, is actually alive, the article suggests. Oh, my gosh. Because the Ninth Circuit overturned her death. Cox went on for over 800 words listing 15 sources in order to conclude that their rating on the fact check, Joe? This is satire. Ruth Bader Ginsburg actually did pass. Holy smokes. <laughs> and we should again be allowing these lunatics and the left-wing media and fact checkers and CBS and to mute President Trump's microphone. Can we mute Chelsea Cox? Does any... Did did you really fall for this? You thought that was an actual headline that the Ninth Circuit overturned her death? (sighs) How that slid past an editor is stunning to me. (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) What are you
1: gonna do, dude? Hasn't been the greatest day for me, but this is—I needed this. Sometimes I have to break the show up because I know this is a lot of heavy stuff to throw at you at once. All right, I want to follow up with yesterday's show. Yesterday's show, I broke the news, and we've covered it a little bit today, that summed up simply, Hillary Clinton invented the collusion hoax. We now know that because the information has been declassified. The FBI knew it. Jim Comey's pretending he doesn't. The Russians knew it, therefore knew they had a vehicle to impact our election because Hillary Clinton was looking for fake information about Trump's relationship to Russia, which the Russians were happy to oblige meaning there was collusion on the record now between Trump, no, no, not Trump, between Hillary Clinton's team and the Russians. Again, accusing us of exactly what they did. It kind of seems like a bombshell, right? Well, I walked you through yesterday and yesterday's show, and I encourage you to watch it again if you can, especially the segment I did on this, that I thought of an easy way to sum this up. And I said to Paul, I think the best way to explain Obama's role in this is to say Well, Obama wanted this to happen. He wanted Hillary to run with the collusion hoax for Trump because he hated Trump, wanted to make sure Hillary won. And he's Obama, the most corrupt president in history of the United States. That's what he does. So I said, the best way to go through this is to say, well, if you at home listening to my show, if you were Obama, how would you make sure the collusion hoax got drilled into the public psyche and they believed a stupid hoax like Trump is colluding with Russia? And on yesterday's show, I walked through the steps And in the last step, I said one of the things I would do if I were a corruptocrat like Obama trying to push the collusion hoax into the mainstream is I would release a presidential policy directive right around the time I found out what Hillary was doing. And I would hint in that directive about the Russians hacking the DNC. Because why? Because they're later going to blame that on Trump. That's the collusion hoax, right? Well, look at this. We so you saw the story in yesterday's show. Here it is. Presidential Policy Directive 41 released when? On July 26, 2016. The same day we know John Brennan briefs Obama about Hillary's collusion hoax. And shockingly, they mention, non-shockingly, really, the DNC hack, folks, air quotes. Well, what's fascinating about this, again, think in Obama. Get in Obama's head if you can. I know it's troubling. Weird. But get in his head for a minute. If you're trying to help Hillary make a Russian collusion hoax look real, one of the best ways to do it is to release this very serious policy directive about hacking, because later on, that hack or alleged hack is what they're going to use to blame Trump, Trump and the Russians hacked into the DNC. You get it? Everybody dig? Here's what's weird. And this is in my, this is a big chapter in my book. Which it's come. You order it now; it'll get to you. It's coming out this Tuesday, so it's effectively available now. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and elsewhere. My new book, "Follow the Money." I have a whole chapter on this because, amazingly, the guy in charge of implementing this presidential policy directive is a very interesting figure who's managed to escape almost any oversight in this Spygate scandal at all. Let's check this guy out. So he left the FBI. He was an FBI agent. His name is Anthony Ferrante. He went to go work for a company called FTI Consulting. This is from their website. Prior to joining FDI Consulting, Ferrante served as a cyber incident response at the National Security Council. He also led the development and implementation of Presidential Policy Directive 41. Interesting. That thing we just talked about that was conveniently launched right around the same time Obama's learning about Hillary's collusion hoax. So now let's get out of Obama's head. How do we advance the collusion hoax and make idiots believe it's real? Let's do policy directives and things like that. Now the question becomes, once they were exposed and Trump shockingly won the election, they had to cover it up. So how would you do that? Well, I'll tell you the first place I'd go, Joe. I'd make sure the FBI guy who was in charge of implementing presidential policy directive 41 I'd make sure we wrangled him right quick, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So where does this FBI agent, uh, Anthony Ferrante, who's managed to escape scrutiny in this, where does he wind up after Trump shocks the world and wins the election and are all like, oh, we got to cover this up? Let's look at this headline from Foreign Policy Magazine here, whatever it is. Former senior FBI official is now leading BuzzFeed's effort to verify the Trump dossier. Anthony Ferrante coordinated the U.S. government's response to Russian election interference. Now he's helping a news site defend itself from a Russian billionaire's lawsuit. What does that sound like to you? I used to work in Key Food on Metropolitan Avenue. And um, whenever we had a spill, you'd have to clean up aisle five. Get them up, Dan. I was more than happy to do that. Don't want people to slip and fall. Sounds kind of like the guy you had in charge of implementing your presidential policy directive about hacking. You were going to later blame on Trump. Sounds like you don't want him to be a loose cannon. So it's weird how he then goes out after he leaves the FBI and we find out the dossier is fake to work for BuzzFeed to verify the dossier everybody knew was fake. Sounds like a cleanup on aisle five, doesn't it? And who better to get involved than the guy who's already involved, the point man on PPD 41. You may say, ah, Dan, Ferrante may have just been looking for a few bucks after he left the FBI. It's awfully convenient. Worked for FDI Consulting. Next thing you know, he's verifying the dossier that couldn't be verified because it's fake. You can't verify fake stuff. Maybe he's just looking to make a few bucks. Maybe it wasn't a cleanup operation. Well, who better as a cleanup artist if you can act as a mole too? Wow, there's nothing better than cleaning up a mess you made when you still have access to the mess you made after President Trump takes office. How did that happen? Let's look at this Washington Examiner piece. Comey's inside man at the White House emerges as DOJ inspector general finalizes FISA abuse report by the great Dan Chaitlin and Jerry Dunleavy Washington Examiner. This is from July of 2019. Comey had an inside man at the White House after President Trump took office while they're trying to clean up the dossier mess. Comey claims to know nothing about. It. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, Yeah. Wouldn't it be really weird if that guy was Ferrante? The same guy implementing PPD 41 who's also trying to clean up the dossier for BuzzFeed. Wouldn't that be very weird? It would be. So let's see if it's in fact that guy, how weird this really is. Screenshot from the Washington Examiner piece. Anthony Ferrante, there he is again. Longtime FBI official who worked on the National Security Council. Officials said Ferrante was working in the White House even while the FBI held him on reserve status. All the while, he was sharing information about Trump and his aides back to FBI headquarters. (laughs) Oh, dude. Wow. Clean up aisle five and I get to share the whole cleanup details with the manager of the supermarket. Isn't this great? What a deal. So we're in Obama's head first. How do we do this? How do we make the collusion hoax seem real? I walk you through that. Now, how would we clean it up? Gee, I'd get an inside guy to make sure he stays on with the Trump administration to get all the deets about what they're looking at and then clean them up for BuzzFeed later. Who's investigating the fake dossier. Wouldn't it also be weird if after you left the FBI and you're not on the National Security Council anymore because you've left the FBI, that the person who replaced you, another deep stater, actually signed you back into the White House even though you don't work at the White House or the FBI anymore. That would be very strange, wouldn't it, Joe? Really weird. Yeah. Surely that didn't happen. Well, let's check with Dan Chaitlin and Jerry Dunleavy. Did that happen? Yes, it did, of course, or I wouldn't have brought it up. Ferrante was replaced in the White House by another FBI official, Jordan Ray Kelly, who signed security logs for Ferrante to enter the White House while he was contracted by BuzzFeed. Kelly left the White House last year and also joined FDI Consulting, where Ferrante worked. What well, I mean, assuredly, this is just a series. This is a limini snickets and a series of unfortunate events, right? Uh-huh. It's all just coincidence. Clean up aisle five. Uh-huh. You gotta sign me back into the White House. Gotta see what they're doing there. Sure, buddy, no problem. All right, I have more stuff, but I want to get this one last thing. So now we know how Obama did it. We know how they tried to clean it up. How Comey kept his point man inside the White House to see what the White House was trying to clean up. The mess that Obama left them. But I mentioned to you a while ago, Hat Tip 279, one of my great sources on this case. That I thought it was weird a few weeks ago, John Brennan wrote an op-ed. And John Brennan, whenever John Brennan writes anything on Twitter or elsewhere, but Brennan is always cryptic, John Brennan, Obama's former CIA director. Always cryptic about his role in marshalling this whole operation to spy on Trump, right? Now, what did I tell you opening up this segment yesterday and today? That on July 26th of 2016, that is the date we now know Brennan briefs Obama on Hillary's plan to frame Trump with the fake collusion hoax. Remember the date, July 26th. We now know that. We know Brennan did that because we have his notes. And I said to you a few weeks ago, because I was tipped off by a great source, that I thought it was awfully odd in the Washington Post that the relatively cryptic John Brennan, who never mentioned specifics, wrote this in the Washington Post. He never writes specifics. Here's the op-ed. August 31st, 2020. John Brennan, Trump will suffocate the intelligence community to get reelected. But if you go down in the piece, John Brennan, who never, ever mentioned specifics on anything, was very careful about a date. He says he briefed Obama. Look. <sighs> he says, but on the afternoon of July 28th, 2016 I I informed Obama in a hurriedly scheduled meeting that President Putin had authorized his intelligence services to carry out activities to hurt Clinton and boost the election prospects of Donald Trump you see what he's doing there Brennan clearly got wind that his July 26th meeting with Obama was going to be declassified and get out because they have his notes so what does he do I warned you about this weeks ago. He preemptively writes an op-ed in the Washington Post where he does a misdirection. It says, "No, no, it was July 28th," because why? He's throwing every everybody under the bus because July 26th is the same day as the presidential policy directive, and also in that same time frame, we see Christopher Steele's dossier appear. So Brennan, trying to throw a monkey wrench into the machinery, is trying to confuse everyone, and he says, "No, no, July 28th," because he doesn't want anybody pinning him down to that presidential policy directive on July 26th or the Oval Office meeting with Obama. He wants to pretend he didn't know nothing about nothing. No, no, that was two days later I briefed Obama, two days later. He's a liar. He's a liar. That's why he did that. I told you about this right when the op-ed came out. He never talks in specifics. Why was he doing it then? Now you know why. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again for all your kind emails. I really appreciate it. We'll be okay. It's tough to deal with. A lot of bad news today for me. I was hoping for some, you know, specificity myself, but I'll keep you updated on the schedule. Thanks so much for tuning in. The show has just been going bonkers. We're up 15% in one month. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. It helps us move up the charts. Also on Rumble, our video show, rumble.com slash Bongino. We're almost at 100,000 subscribers. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow.
0: You just heard Dan Bongino.
2: You listen.